0: Welcome to the Clifford Chance podcast, where our experts discuss pressing issues and trends faced by the business world today. I'm Viola Lui, a partner in the Funds and Investment Management team of Clifford Chance in Hong Kong.
1: And I'm Ben Law, a senior associate in the Funds and Investment Management team, also here in Hong Kong. This is the fourth episode of our Asia-Pacific Funds and Investment Management series of podcasts. We started with a mini-series of three episodes about various aspects of the Hong Kong LPF regime. A lot has happened since we did that. And so today, we are turning to the Hong Kong Limited Partnership Fund regime once again.
0: Indeed, when we first talked about the LPF regime shortly after it came into effect last year, we expected a good uptake by local NPRC managers and investors. That appears to have materialized. As of the time of recording this podcast, 322 LPFs have been registered. We are now one year after the launch of the vehicle, starting to see international institutional money being invested through LPFs. This goes hand-in-hand with the continuing unsurization of funds that we are seeing, even if this is a subjective assessment for now. We expect that gradually the use of LPFs will normalize and lose its novelty, which is of course positive as it signals a transition from novel and untested towards tested and familiar.
1: And now legislative amendments are in the making. There is, for example, the carried interest tax concession scheme, which has drawn a lot of interest. Today, though, we are looking at the proposed redomiciliation option in the limited partnership fund and business registration legislation amendment bill 2021.
0: The limited partnership fund and business registration legislation amendment bill 2021 is picking up a proposal that was floating around at the time of the limited partnership fund ordinance was being considered in the legislative council. At the time, there were advocates for a provision in the LPF ordinance that would allow investment funds established in other jurisdictions to redomicile and register as a Hong Kong LPF. The primary rationale for this was an expectation that many regional asset managers that recently set up offshore funds would redomicile their funds to Hong Kong if they were just given the opportunity to do so.
1: The proposed mechanism will allow a non-Hong Kong fund set up in the form of a non-Hong Kong limited partnership to become a Hong Kong LPF. To do so, such non-Hong Kong fund needs to do four things. First, it needs to be a fund as defined in the LPF ordinance. Second, it needs to meet the eligibility requirements of section seven of the LPF ordinance. Third, such non-Hong Kong fund needs to apply to the registrar of of companies in Hong Kong. And fourth and finally, The non-Hong Kong fund needs to deregister in its place of establishment within 60 days after the registration date in Hong Kong.
0: A registration as a Hong Kong LPF by a non-Hong Kong fund would create several legal consequences under Hong Kong law. First, the original partnership is not dissolved as a result of the registration and continues in existence as a limited partnership fund. Second, such registration does not, for example, operate to create a new legal entity, affect any contract made by the fund, or affect any right, obligation, or liability of the fund. Lastly, for tax purposes, the registration of the non-Hong Kong fund as a limited partnership fund does not amount to a transfer of assets of the fund or a change in the beneficial ownership of the assets of the fund. So even with a redomiciliation procedure written into the LPF ordinance, Fund managers should not, however, expect a redomiciliation to be straightforward. There are several considerations that fund managers planning to redomicile a fund into Hong Kong as an LPF should consider.
1: First, we wanted to make a technical point. The LPF ordinance applies in Hong Kong only. It is not guaranteed that a foreign court would accept the Hong Kong legal consequences of an LPF registration in Hong Kong. For example, a foreign court in a contractual dispute may well hold that under the foreign law of the contract, the LPF registration has affected the continuity of the fund or rendered legal proceedings brought by the fund ineffective. So practically speaking, a fund that only has contracts governed by the laws of one or two jurisdictions can easily ascertain its risk in this regard by checking the position for those jurisdictions. But a fund with contracts under the laws of several jurisdictions will find this more costly to due diligence. And note in that regard that it is currently proposed that the application to register as a Hong Kong LPF requires a statement from the general partner that any consent or approval for the proposed registration required by any contract entered into or undertaken given by or on behalf of the non-Hong Kong fund has been obtained or waived. That means GPs will need to do some due diligence for re-registering the fund in Hong Kong.
0: Another point is a legal but practical point. Fund managers will of course have to consider whether the existing LPA of the fund allows a redomiciliation and if any limited partner votes are required. Also, they will need to consider if any tax provisions of the LPA or a side letter, for example, provisions on not to cause the fund to have a permanent establishment in Hong Kong, need to be amended or waived.
1: And yet another point that we wanted to make is that there will be a degree of corporate restructuring of the general partner and an operational transition to the Hong Kong legal regime. So a typical offshore general partner entity established as a limited company in the relevant offshore jurisdiction, for example, would not be eligible to be a general partner under the Hong Kong LPF ordinance. Such a general partner would either have to register in Hong Kong Or the fund would need to appoint a new general partner established in Hong Kong to which the offshore general partner transfers its interest.
0: And arguably it needs to be a transfer because if both entities are general partners at the time of the application the fund would not satisfy the requirements of section 7 of the LPF ordinance.
1: Absolutely and there are further issues to consider. For one How would property held by a foreign limited partnership with legal personality vest after redomiciliation to Hong Kong, given that an LPF does not have legal personality? And also, how will the transfer of KYC to the responsible person in Hong Kong happen?
0: All those are interesting points, Ben. The draft redomiciliation procedure may look straightforward, but GPs will have to navigate these issues and should not expect redomiciliation to be a simple administrative step. If you would like to discuss the redomiciliation regime and the practicalities of redomiciling your fund to Hong Kong as an LPF, please reach out to us. We would be very happy to speak to you.
1: You've been listening to the Clifford Chance podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast by visiting cliffordchance.com and follow us on LinkedIn.